2: morning on cliffcentral.com this is sex talk with john t searle this is unradio this is unscripted and this is most definitely uncensored which is really fascinating for this morning because we are talking about something so different we always go to the sexual side of the spectrum and now we are going somewhere else and talking about celibacy this morning And I don't know why I never thought of this before, but it came up, and I'm really grateful for the topic. It's really fascinating to explore, and some wonderful people come to share with us. So firstly, in England, somebody who I have corresponded with on Facebook, and this is the first time we are actually talking voice to voice, Stevie Ross. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Jonty. Good to speak to you. You too, and thank
2: you so much for taking the time and making this possible, because you're at a Tantra Festival at the moment.
3: I certainly am, yeah. The very first Tantra Fest UK, which is in Gloucestershire in England. And uh, yeah, this is a first morning, a gorgeous morning here with a bunch of beautiful, wonderful people.
2: That's fantastic. So I think I am making it a goal, and I hope Chantal is listening that next year we are going to come and be there and teach and share yeah. with everybody. And that will be just mm-hmm. fantastic.
3: Wow. Amazing. Yeah, brilliant. You'll be most welcome. So that
2: will be really awesome. King Pat, good morning. Good morning. And you were celibate for how long? Uh, 33 years. And you didn't drive yourself nuts with frustration and everybody else around you. <laughs> I probably
1: did. You probably did.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking, John T. I've been also... Uh, no. No. <laughs> Tomorrow there are many things you can claim.
2: Celibacy has never been one Yay, of them. up
4: till the age of 16. It's okay. It's been, you know.
2: Yeah, well, we don't know if that really counts.
4: <laughs> okay, whatever.
2: And Hasha has come to share her story as well. Welcome.
0: Thank you very much. So
2: you've got to talk close to the mic. Okay. okay. So, this is what we are doing first.
0: Let's start
1: Today's dirty dictionary word is
2: Catoptronophilia
3: Wow Dirty dictionary word
2: Catoptronophilia So one of our listeners sent this to me So WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090 Tell us what you think catoptronophilia is um, if you have any vague idea and any ideas and questions you have about celibacy. King Pat, you think you know what tronophilia is? Is that because you were listening earlier? Oh, because you were outside listening hmm. earlier. So you're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> Tomorrow, any clues? Let's just drop it. <laughs> Harsha, any idea? No. No. None Stevie, any idea?
3: Well, I'd like to say yes, but no, I have no idea so what to do with feline funky stuff or fetish. Or, no, I don't know.
2: Okay, well, funky, yes. So, really interesting. So, we will, at the end of the show, tell you what catoptronophilia is. I had no clue. I mean, I knew that there was something that existed with us, but I never knew what the word was. So, thank you, James. It's a really cool word. Okay. Now, Stevie, your story is fascinating because you work in the field of tantra.
3: I do, yes. And
2: you're celibate. How does that come together?
3: Ah, okay. So, good question because, of course, Tantra is many things to many people. And I often get asked, um, do I engage in any sexual activity? And physically, I don't. So, physically, I consider myself physically celibate. Mm. And, uh, yeah, energetically, I have the most beautiful experiences you know sexual energy Mm. experiences and they and then share that with with the people who come to to visit me and to see me um so on one hand i have total celibacy with regards to physical connection and not the other and for me the tantra benefits from that those people who come to see me benefit from that because they're used to you know physical sex and Mm. that sort of thing and and then when they're enjoying or when they're introduced to something that's different and it's, how can that happen without even touching? Then that's something that they've sort of learned and opened up to. Um, so that's how it works for me. So that's... Uh, and I, I have to say, uh, this year I have been celibate for, oh, I think it's about 15 years now, something like that. And this year, to challenge myself, I did say that I was going to step into back into the physical sex realm. I haven't done it yet. I haven't mm. felt the need or the desire um but i'm still i'm open to it <laughs> wow wow
2: that's fascinating what brought about the the switch why the change
3: well the, my story is i was i was in a relationship of 27 years where we had a most beautiful passionate erotic playful heavenly divine tantric sex life absolutely fantastic physical and then that ended and um i then intended to have a couple well, intended to carry on having sexual relationships and the first couple of people i engaged with it was like really is that it uh, you know what, mm. what is it what's happening here and so rather than be disappointed anymore i chose to have celibacy and explore my own sexuality within um which then after about three or four years became a spiritual practice for me um Uh, which then, after another eight years or so, became a habit, I think, which is why I'm changing it now. I think I've got myself into this groove Mm. of non-physical sexual pleasure. And, you know, grooves are great, and they're also great to try and get out of. So that's why I'm changing now. In a way, I'm going full circle, because only then can I make a conscious choice. You know, if I just find myself in celibacy, I did choose celibacy, Mm. but it was for a reason, um, so I'm, it's like I'm, I'm doing the whole spectrum of great sex life yeah. and a, a <laughs> bit of a oh what's this oh I don't want any more of that so mm. I'm celibate, um, and it was that was a conscious choice and then it just drifted into a spiritual practice yeah. and now I'm wanting to make a, a stance so I can go do I want the spiritual practice can I have, still have that when I'm engaging in you know physical sexuality and that sort of um, pleasure or. I want to do with my life around sex and sexuality yeah because the reasons and pleasure. That, and pleasure.
2: the reasons that we do things change and um, then what we do needs to change as we mm. grow and expand mm. and we need yeah. to be very aware of that and not hold on to something just because it's what we've done
3: yeah um, absolutely and, and, yeah. And, and, and to get yeah.
2: stuck in, in the beliefs about it
3: yeah.
2: yeah King Pat why did you choose celibacy?
1: Well, I grew up in a very religious background uh-huh. and we were taught um celibacy before marriage and complete fidelity within marriage uh-huh. and um I took that very, very seriously and um
2: oh, these boys yeah, wow.
1: so it wasn't an easy journey oh. uh, it was a journey that took me to many places um brought me happiness at times and um yeah it's given me a, a sensitivity towards people that i I appreciate now.
0: Mm.
1: Okay.
2: And what changed – what was the change to move from celibacy to
1: sexuality? I uh, I would meet somebody, get excited about the possibility of this going somewhere, mm. and I'd get hurt. And uh, the change really came last year, um, around about June, um, I got really, really hurt when I was on a trip down to Cape Town. And I remember pulling off near Stellenbosch and crying and phoning my sister and saying, I'm about to kill myself. What the hell do I do? And uh, she calmed me down. We sat down and we spoke over coffee. And uh, I said to her, look, something's got to change. Hmm. And I realize I'm doing myself emotional harm by not having sex. But I feel if I do have sex, I'll do myself spiritual harm. And I just wasn't sure what the heck to do. And I gave it a thought. I really thought about it hard for about a month, month and a half after that. And then I decided, well, if I don't change something, nothing will change. And so I've started to explore myself sexually. And uh, I can honestly say I'm a happier person now. And people who are close to me have known me for a very long time have seen a change Mm. and are are happy with with the progress that I've made and see me as happier and a more approachable person now. Mm.
2: So there's an interesting thing about that that we'll come back to is, is the difference between kind of, of celibacy and abstinence, yes, um, mm. which is interesting. Harsha, your story. Why did you make this choice? You've been celibate for how long?
0: Um, well, about 20 odd years. Okay. So I had an arranged marriage, mm-hmm. um, which did not work out and because there was no love actually in the marriage um it didn't feel right to have someone touch me or become intimate with me um i then after my divorce um decided to remain celibate there was a lot going on in my life um with regards to you know survival and um i i i think as an individual and and woman mainly go into very deep emotional states of uh fear anger resentment and I think in that state, you're not yeah. really thinking about um, about intimacy. Yeah. You're not thinking about sex. You're not thinking about a spiritual connection with anybody. So I had a lot of healing to do myself, within myself. And I think that was probably the, the main factor for me remaining celibate. And um, as time went by, I realized that a lot of us are looking for love outside, Of ourselves And many times we will cling on to sex As a form of love Uh, But there's a very big difference Um, And when you realize that Love is actually a divine entity A divine energy And that it is found within yourself um, You grow more connected to that And you realize that You know what I I don't really need this Unless it is a very um, Connected um, Experience with someone and yeah. you don't look for shallow experiences with people. You don't look to, uh, you don't look, um, for desperate connection. You become very confident in who you are and yourself. Oh. And yes, it's very emotional. It is very lonely as well. But, um, I think, um, it serves you well
2: spiritually. So I spoke about the difference between abstinence and celibacy. And one interesting definition of that was that abstinence is an external force, that it's driven by something external, whereas celibacy is an internal decision.
4: Hmm.
2: What do you guys all think about that? That abstinence would be um, something imposed on you from something outside rather than an internal choice.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would agree with that. And and for me, um, to be able to make that choice, you have to have experienced one or the other. And a lot of people who... Who come to see me just because they haven't had sex for a long time and they're calling themselves celibate. I sort of, we have this discussion. Have you chosen this way or is it imposed because of your circumstances right now? Yeah. Um, and so to get clarity around the difference in making that conscious choice and taking some, some power back in that. Yeah. Uh, has been quite important for, for for a few people who have been to me, both men and women. A lot of men come to me for for that reason. They say, "Oh, I'm, I'm celibate, mm. and mm. I don't want to be." And so we just have this little discussion around choice and yeah.
2: So for a lot empowerment. of people, a lot of people, the pain or some sort level mm. of pain becomes the trigger for the choice. Yes,
0: mm. for and me in
3: that, my case, yes, definitely. Yeah.
2: And then you were able to transform that, yeah, into something else. Yes, okay.
3: I, I, if I'd like to sort of just say something at this mm. point, one of the reasons I have made the choice to step back into a physical um sexual relationship or, or connection of some sort is because I realized that one of my reasons for not engaging was the fear that uh should i should should touch I this place that I used to have with my husband, there will be a well of grief that will come mm. up from that that interaction mm. and uh Uh, and that's been quite you know it took a long time to recognize that and that's quite a huge fear because when you're in that moment of beautiful connection union whatever you want to call it um i need to know that i can be held should that grief come up because i don't want to hold it back because i'm holding something else back of myself Mm. Mm. and so for me there's a still a fear about going into that physical connection again with somebody uh, and breaking the celibacy.
2: Yeah, and having somebody to hold the space for that, which is not always mm. that easy to find, yeah. somebody with that level of presence. Pat, you're agreeing with that?
1: Yes. Um, well, firstly, I think it's incredibly courageous to acknowledge our fears mm. and then say consciously that we're going to face them. So a mm. uh, huge shout-out uh, on that. Um, Thank you. I think as well that there's also for, I would be a little nervous about that in making sure that do does this person have the capacity to hold the space oh. mm. and um, that doesn't often come about um, mm. so good luck I hope you find it mm. soon <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, you. Yeah, thank you
3: So here's an
2: interesting question that came up because I was uh, quite a few people sent questions in before the show and one of the interesting was does sex does celibacy include or exclude Masturbation, self-pleasuring mm, Yeah. Hasha, does it for you Or is that a no-no uh,
0: It's a no-no for me Okay, because yeah. um, I think because of religion mm-hmm. um, I have been um, Taught that We should not ad- By any means um, You know, um, involve ourselves In sexual activity um, If you know You want to be celibate Um And that's the way to the divine And you should not violate that space mm. That energy You should keep it as pure
2: as possible Has that ever been frustrating for you? Not allowing Very. the expression yes. of your sexual energy? Yes,
0: because I mean There are times when you do feel the need That mm. you need to be held That you need to express yourself mm. And there is absolutely no way That you could do anything about it You know and, and you, you're frustrated. So I think a lot of the times we have to decide where we want to go and what we want to do with our decisions. The way that we've been socially conditioned as well plays a very big role in, in our choices that we make.
2: So it's a path that requires incredible dedication and discipline. Mm.
0: In my case, uh, you know, not so much dedication and discipline. It's more anger and frustration, you know, and that you then focus somewhere else. It's like I have to focus on my work yeah. or I have to focus on my kids um, and I have to focus on, you know, making us um, safe in, in a family environment. Yeah. So the attention is always... Uh, Splits on other things And yes when you are quiet And lonely and no one is around mm. You mm. know it becomes very Very lonely it becomes mm. a very dark space As well and yes most yeah. times Suicidal as well you know you, you Feel that you know no one loves me Or mm. I'm, I'm not loved yep. mm. yeah. So yeah it's, 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 a, it's A painful experience
2: yeah. And what about the possibility of a space where you could be physically held by someone in a non sexual way?
0: You know, this is why I did Baidanza actually. Mm. Um, And my very first uh, Baidanza experience, uh, October of uh, 2016, I think it was, that every time people touched me, you know, in a non sexual way. Yeah. I would burst out crying. I would just cry for hours, on you know, and it would feel as though I, I was just a nutter in the whole group, you know. I was just crazy for, for crying that much, and um, and even hugs you know because mm-hmm. i i i happen to be alone in my life yeah. you know no siblings no and i do have kids but i mean they're now grown up and they're away from home and um you know just being hugged being held that brought up a lot of emotion yeah. a lot of tears a lot of you know uh, it was as if you know it's so nice to be loved it's so nice to be held um and it was uh i think it was very healing for me as well and then when I joined uh, the second Biodanza um, uh, course, it was uh, the House of Women. And that was also very eye-opening to me as yeah. who I am as a woman because there's like six archetypes, you know. And where's my Aphrodite? Where is she? Mm. I need to find her. So I think women who are also uh, celibate lose that part of themselves in in more of – other archetypes of the warrior type, of the mother type, and, you know, and we just forget who we are as women. Mm.
2: Uh, interesting in, in the field of Tantra and in conscious sexuality practices, um, Stevie, the possibility definitely exists for non sexual physical contact, just for somebody to be held, to be touched in, in, in ways that are more about sensuality. And for me, the defining difference often between sex and sensuality is intimacy. That, Absolutely. That yeah. Not, Thank
3: you. Um, yeah. That sex yeah. is
2: often not intimate, but mm. sensuality involves the heart.
3: Yeah, yeah. And uh, as we speak, uh, I'm just noticing actually there's a whole queue of people standing outside the area that I'm holding at this <laughs> this tantra fest, which is. Um, the temple of love and Mm. it's a space where people can come into inside we have boundaries um to give them safety and and to give us the ability to step further into where we need to we want to go with these people and we ask what would they like it's a non we it's a non-sexual space it's an intimate space and in this one we've actually introduced um, playful erotica which is not something i tend to play with um outside of private sessions um and people are usually we get asked if could you hold me will you stroke my face will mm. you just look at me will you just sit close to me and some people mm. would ask can we be naked and some people don't want you to be naked they want to be rocked they just mm. want tenderness they mm. want intimacy and the heart just it has to be from that heart space mm. and for me this is energetic as well as you know it's In fact, sometimes the the energy, the energetic, rather the physical, still works at a deeper level. And so intimacy is so important. And I think the trouble is we've been conditioned to believe that sex brings intimacy Mm. rather than intimacy can lead possibly to sex. You know, we've just got it a bit... Um, I was going to swear then. Uh, a bit You're allowed mad. to on this platform. You can say you can. anything you like. <laughs> a bit ask about face, as we mm. say in the UK. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. It's a really interesting one because lately, in quite a lot of my work, I've been moving much more towards the heart being the entry point for pleasure experiences rather than the genitals.
4: Mm.
1: Mm. That yeah. when the yeah.
2: genitals are the entry point, it's it has to be only about arousal and that's not always present and it's not always in sync with your partner and so many other issues around that but when the heart is the entry point everything changes
4: mm.
3: yes. and of course it's the heart that gets closed down when we've been hurt or mm. we're in fear or mm. we're in judgment and so it's it, this is this is the area that this is where it went into a spiritual practice for me yeah. to be with my heart and what is my heart really wanting now and or what's happening in that heart space um, and to, to be able to get to know that side of me before um, well not before my sexuality because that was present from being <laughs> a youngster yeah. Um, but yeah to to reconnect with that heart space to allow that opening into intimacy and, and deep pleasure and love and divine connection whatever um, we want to call it yeah.
1: pet when I was uh growing up, we were always taught that um, you know that physical intimacy should be the the crown of the relationship oh. rather than the foundation um, and so building that intimacy and those relationships um, through the heart as we've been saying is what we were taught, but we we're never taught how hmm. and hmm. we never speak about what Give that them the is tools to do or well, the tools you know and yeah. so even now I still such a, and I think, well, we talk about intimacy, I'm like, what is that? Mm. I don't understand what that is. And um I think that that's where, prob- you know, quite possibly my celibacy became really, really difficult and turned into a more of an abstinence where mm. it, was, it felt like it was imposed on my society um, rather than a choice that I was making. Um, and I think that if we... You know, if we, we're teaching people that we, we should be celibacy outside of marriage, then we should absolutely be talking about what intimacy is, how we can generate it, and not be afraid to talk about it. Mm. And I think a lot of it comes down to fear of where the lines, mm. and not understanding always where the lines are.
2: You know what's mm. fascinating about that is it comes back to almost every conversation that we have, which comes down to education, which comes yeah. down to communication… And learning and, and, and giving people the tools to do this. And it just affirms, and I'm sure that hearing that you feel the same, Stevie, of how important this work is and the bigger impact of it on people's lives. Because I listen mm-hmm. to you guys, Hasha and, and to Pat and the stuff you've been through and that pain that comes through is incredible. Um, mm. That in your lives could have been different.
0: Mm. And you know, there was a point where, uh, two years ago, that I did have a very short relationship, uh-huh. and in that, in that time, you know, I understood what it meant to be open in your heart space, yeah. because that was a very beautiful experience for me. And of course, you're very um, cautious as well, but there comes a time when you actually do let yourself go, and you do fill yourself with that experience. In that moment. And then when it was all gone. It was um, like. I'm not going to indulge in sex. Or an intimate relationship with anybody. Unless it is on the same level. Mm. You know. You have to be connected Mm. with your heart. You have to be. It has to be a spiritual experience. And that emotional connection as well. It's just. It's not about. Having a physical relationship with somebody There's a very big difference between Sex and love And love in your heart space mm. And opening up from your soul And that was something that Grew me incredibly so spiritually And um, Yeah and and I think that's uh, That for me was And I think the thing is if people learn from their Relationships um it would be a better ground for them to actually understand and be more aware of who they are.
4: Yeah, but you know there is a thing in relationships as, that or as human nature we always want to st- be stagnant. We want to grow, but then we it creeps on us. Yeah. We just want to be comfortable and then yeah. you want to change all the time and the things you have been describing and yeah. C V and King Pat it's such it's a verbalization of deep emotional growth mm. and and as you describe Harsha you want to also find your aphrodite you want to find that sexual power but you don't have to perform for that or you know yes. as you said you don't have to you don't have to share it with anyone yes so it's just it's it's a wonder because doing it f- with two people it challenges you more mm. many times it brings a lot of insecurities yeah so yeah, yeah. what
2: comes through in in, in the soften is the incredible courage To love yeah. deeply And openly yes, um, Because mm. of the risk That that involves mm. To you And to relationships When you Are willing to put
1: More and more On the table I'll be honest with you It scares the bejeebus Out of me yeah. <laughs> the, the concept yeah. of being In such a close Intimate relationship yeah. I am petrified of that, but I so want it.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I agree with you there because although it is scary, it is a ground for me, I feel, that there's a deep trust in such a relationship. And therein, I have all my hidden fantasies and what I would like to do and explore with that person. But it also has to be close, heart space, soul entwined. It has to be beautiful for me to be able to do what I want to do. There has to be a deep sense of trust in that relationship.
4: Mm, for sure, yeah.
2: And again, just yeah, sp- but, yes, yeah. carry on, Stevie.
3: I was just going to say, I was just sort of reflecting on, um, I guess, my work and and versus, if you like, my personal life, because in my work, I have these beautiful, deep intimate soul heart connections with people Mm. for that two or three hours however long it might be and then that's what i would love to have in my personal life and yet there's something in myself in my personal life that is fearful of that and for me what it is uh, i think it's to be known and loved and wanted for this side of me, because I actually want somebody to accept me and love me for my um, fears, my anger, my rage, my uh, creativity, uh, you know, the shadow side as well. And so for me to break my celibacy, um, this is what I'm looking for. I would love all the, all the qualities and the experiences I have in my, you know, the, the, the things I offer to people. I like that with somebody who will also accept the shadow as well Mm. and for me that's true intimacy and that's what will break my um, celibacy I think I feel like I'm putting an advert out here now on this radio station (laughs) my number is if
2: we can help you find that that would be absolutely incredible I have a question because Pat needs to leave us in a few
1: minutes how do you go Mm -hmm. from this to pole dancing (laughs) well uh my pole dancing actually came while I was still celibate. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I watched the competition. I enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing it. Um, I was challenged to give it a go, and um, I've I've been loving it. It's been fantastic. Are you hey, dancing
2: professionally? Super.
1: I don't get paid for it. Okay. Not yet. <laughs>
2: so that's for the love of.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And you do it fantastically. Thank you very much. I have Absolutely. seen in another place. Awesome.
2: <laughs> I'm really grateful that you came to share with us. Thank My you. pleasure.
1: Thank you for allowing me the space. I appreciate it's, that. Um,
2: yeah, it's a beautiful Thank story. You. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I so get what you say, Stevie, because before I was in the relationship that I'm in, um, as a practitioner, you share incredible um, depths and sensuality and experiences with people, and then you walk out of that alone um, mm, and mm. it's it's a fascinating space to be in And just to observe it And to feel everything in it
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I often say to people uh, if, uh, each time now I say, "You, I just need you to know I will be getting as much out of this As mm. you will be Is that okay for you? I will be taking my pleasure from this And my depth Is that okay with you? So I, I feel I need the consent from them Before I just take it But yes, you're right And then I walk out alone And for several days that feeling that we've shared stays with me. Mm. And that's great. Mm. You know, and yes, I suppose I could see clients every day. I don't, I just see a couple of months. But um, it's the other side of it as well that I'm wanting um, if, I, if I decide to break celibacy.
2: Yeah, the fullness of it.
3: The fullness, yeah. The shadow and the light combined as, as that one, you know. Yeah. But also there's this thing for me about the energetic celibacy. Mm. You know, people, I do have this, uh, the most incredible you know orgasmic uh, if you like tantric or orgasmic or just whatever you want to call it um experiences because my understanding is sexuality is or my experience is sexuality is part of how i am not what i want to do mm. and so it's there it's there as an expression mm. and so in dance for example my sexuality comes out and uh, mm. it can scare people uh-huh. <laughs> and some other people are attracted to it you know it's quite interesting to Have it observed. The right people Um, won't be scared. (laughs) So the interesting thing
2: about that is that we tend to put the idea of sexuality in quite a narrow box with some very narrow labels and definitions. And in fact, Mm. the genital aspect of sexuality, as huge and vast as it is, especially when you know a lot about it, really is enormous. Mm. But it's still only one aspect of sexual expression. Mm. Mm. And there is so much yes. more in the yeah. fullness of sexual energy. And I think that's the difference. It's a, it, it's a sexual, it's an expression of sexual energy rather than an expression
4: of pure kind of mm. body sex.
3: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But we are not taught to to express that sensual energy and dance. You know, drink water with passion, enjoy a hug, enjoy. We don't do that. And the other interesting thing that comes from what you said, Stevie,
2: and I think that that you're going to agree with us, Harsha, in some way, is that we fear intensity. We've Mm. been kind of taught to fear intensity. Mm -hmm. Um, We're happy with mediocrity we're happy with kind of a level of of ease and comfort But the intensity for a lot of people is scary When we really bring ourselves out And I think this Mm. might impact on women more than men Mm. And we spoke about this last week When we spoke about sexually empowered women Mm, That it's men's greatest fantasy As well as their greatest fear So the fantasy is that there is nothing A sexually empowered woman will not do So all of their fantasies are going to be fulfilled But the fear is that he doesn't know how to deal with that To hold the space for that.
3: Exactly
0: And that's probably been one of the reasons for myself holding back as well yeah. In that, you know, when you're looking for a partner Or when you find a partner And if they're unable to hold that space for you In which you would be free to express yourself You don't want to go there
4: mm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. going to a place of um, communication yeah. So when you communicate with yourself What I hear from you and from King Pat And from you, Stevie, as well Is that once it's a whole self-discovery It's quite a challenge but once there's another person then you really really have to use all those tools that you actually learn when you were celibate and you actually have to say well this is what I need and I know me quite well
0: it's almost like saying you know I have a standard yeah and if you don't uh, meet up to that, um, then, you know, there's no point. Mm. I, and what I found is that being celibate has also increased my intuition a lot
3: mm.
0: and my sense of, um, you know, sensing things and sensing energies. And, um, you know, when I meet somebody, I can almost instantaneously say, you know, that their energy is good or bad. Mm. Or, and even when it comes to meeting someone for coffee for a date, you know, you can almost instantly, instantly say that I would like to meet this person again or no, I don't want to meet this person again. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I think it's done me a favor because I don't really like
4: wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, yeah, yeah, that's the other side of not wasting your time. Yeah.
0: I, I just feel that time for me is so precious. Um, and uh in all the time that i have uh dedicated to myself in my self growth and my my self love i feel that you know if someone is not really going to come to the table with, you know, love in the way that
4: I know it to be, then I don't want to, I don't want that. But how do you stay flexible? How do you stay? Because it's almost, you know, to to find people to share experiences with is maybe you can, but to find a real partner, we all know it's really difficult.
0: You know, you do find some people that are open spiritually that you can discuss such things mm-hmm. with, you can discuss feelings with. So in Tinder, you're you write yeah.
4: spiritually open.
0: No, actually.
4: <laughs> so a, a Tinder, was
0: a, Tinder was something that I said, uh, looking for a soul connection. Okay. Uh, but you know what? It just never, don't ever go on Tinder. There's just so too many fake profiles yeah. on there.
2: <laughs> so a question for, for Stevie and for you. You've learnt an enormous amount about yourself in this journey. Has it given you the gift of loving yourself more?
0: Yes. And it took a while. It took a very long while for me to understand... And it was only in the, I think in the last year, last I think my first biodancer experience in October last yeah. year, that was when I realised that hell I need to love myself. Mm. You know, and that was I mean a long time for me to be not loving myself and giving my energy to other people and mm. for other needs yeah. and, and not for myself. Sure. So yeah, it was a very long journey
2: to actually realise
3: I need to love myself. Oh.
2: Stevie, what's that done for
3: you? Well, it's funny. As you asked me the question, my mind sort of shut down, which means it's a deep one for me. My mind doesn't want to go there. Um, um, I believe I love myself. I I have a beautiful life. Um, And for me, it's more a case of all this love that I have for myself. It feels so much in my heart and, you know, and the rest of my body. I Mm. want to share it with somebody. And it's the not sharing it which I'm now playing with the idea that that might be not loving myself. So I'm sort of, this might just be a mind thing, but something around when I can step back into that totality of connection with somebody, that will be an act of loving myself. Mm. Mm, I've not thought of that before and I've not spoken it before, but there is something about with me, Um, stepping back from the intimate connection I want and to be met in that that is an act of not loving myself Mm. but like I say this is really just coming straight from wherever it's coming from in Mm. me now so I've not thought about it much
1: Mm. and Mm.
2: you would be open to the possibility of a sexual relationship
3: I am open to it it is possible yeah that was my that was my intention for this year yeah that's that's all possible of course I have to be met absolutely Mm -hmm yeah yeah Asha, was that a you? cow <laughs> Just, it wasn't it wasn't a cow it was a beautiful being who actually come and stepped up to me and stroked my hair isn't that gorgeous oh, that's <laughs> wonderful <laughs> isn't that gorgeous Just like, yeah mm. yeah. Yeah. Asha,
4: <laughs> for you? yeah
0: yeah of course i would be open but um as i say you know they have to meet me at the level that i am at
4: mm. you know mm. when you have such depth Hasha, this is something that you'll have to have a lot of communication skills. I can <laughs> see, because you know a lot, and many people have not gone through that journey. And when I, I'm looking from that place of not do, not having walked the path you have walked, and I'm, mm-hmm. I have seen jonti you know, healing and helping hundreds, if not thousands, of people for the time that I've, you know. Be knowing him and knowing him, and I know from the little that I see how much you need to communicate. True. So, but I think you have uh, Stevie. That also I can hear from you. You are much clearer. There's no much anger. Yeah. There's just clarity. Yeah. So it's like okay, let's make a plan how we meet each other. But sometimes it's it's overwhelming how much mm. people that haven't walked the path. Don't understand If it makes sense It's such a big gap It's you the know, same
2: with people yeah. who haven't walked a conscious sexual path yeah. They yeah. have no real idea of what those experiences Are So uh,
0: there's, there's Something that uh, is very important With regards to communication and wanting to help Someone understand your position mm-hmm. It's that willingness to be able to listen And that yeah. willingness To be able to receive what you are saying mm-hmm. And if that's not there okay. You can't get through. All right. So
4: oh. That's cool. Uh,
2: and that's being received. Mm. And that's a big part of what this, this work is, Stevie, is a space to receive someone.
3: Yeah. I think also there's a – sometimes um, there's a willingness to listen, but there's an inability to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know my own connections with, with um, you know, in, in my own personal life, I will say something that I think is really clear. And it is with regards to time. Let's just say, for example, I would say, let's all meet at one o'clock. Mm. And then people say, oh, no, I didn't hear that. You know, four four people in the group may have heard that. Mm-hmm. But three people who are in that same group did not hear that. So there's something about an inability. They've got a willingness to listen, but an inability to hear. And that's what I find really <laughs> tricky. Mm.
2: Yeah, and that's part of the journey of, of growth and healing ourselves, um, mm. and seeing where where we are, where, where our our attention is not present.
3: Mm. It is its presence as well. That's that's the key. I, for me, that's the key. Yeah. to a lot of this is presence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I wrote something this week, so it'll be the article will be up on on my website on Monday, which said basically mm-hmm. that the greatest gift you can give yourself in your life is presence. And the greatest gift you can give your lover is presence. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's really where it is. Um, When we're present, all of us is there. And learning to be present is is the gift. That's the journey of life. And that's where you find yourself. That's where you find another. That's where you find life, Mm. where you find world, where you find your body, where you find your heart, where you find your spirit.
0: And your fears,
2: mm. yeah. Everything that's mm. you, your light and your shadow, is, yeah. in, is in presence, and yeah. that's that's really the power of it. Huh, that's really, really mm. beautiful. Um, so let us do this catoptronophilia put you all out of your misery. Not uh, that I'm sure it caused King great Pat misery knew misery, King minutes, Pat knew it only because he heard he me. Oh, he heard you it talking, outside that's before. true. <laughs>
4: So <laughs> It is being
2: aroused by watching yourself have sex in front of a mirror. That's not very celibate. Oh my God, that's
3: a... No- that- that- Another label I can put on myself. There you go.
2: <laughs> you can call yourself a catoptronophiliac <laughs> and add it to your list
4: of requirements for somebody. Exactly. Have a mirror in your bedroom. Put it out your on, bedroom. On, on
2: Tinder. I'm looking for somebody to share catoptronophilia with and see <laughs> anybody who knows what that is deserves a coffee. <laughs> at, or at
4: least. Or, yeah, or a lick for something. Absolutely. Something wonderful. That is really an Question awesome before one. we're done. Hasha, did you envision the first... Physical touch you're going to have with that beautiful person is in your mind all the time. All the time. All the time. Is there any details that you would like to have there, or are you trying to avoid the fantasy, not to dis- be disappointed, or to be flexible? How is it like when you imagine it, if I can ask?
0: Um, it is something that I uh, envisage when when I feel deep love inside myself. And it's the first point of connection that I feel with the other person, you know, and it has to be, it has to do a lot with the entry point being the eyes.
4: Mm, Like the eye gazing. Yes.
0: And for me, that's where it stops. Because it has, that has to be, that has to be the most beautiful thing for me. And I have experienced that. Wow. And um, I would love to experience that again.
4: <laughs> that deep soul connection yeah. of of, yeah. of eye gazing. And
0: after that, I mean, you know, you can do anything. You can go anywhere. You can explore anything. You can be anyone. And and that's the starting point for me. So it, it might even
4: stop there. Yeah, it might and even take stop there. And take steps
3: and steps.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And Stevie? Mm, and I just heard that I'm I'm going "Mm, Mm. yes I can feel it and for me to uh, expand that experience and expand is the breath so when I have that finger touch or that that just eye gazing is to really breathe that in straightway through down to my body wherever it goes to and expand it and then Mm. if the other person's able to do that you know and that's where I would like to go into deeper connection I love it I I
2: love it it's a whole new actually a new workshop that I've created for couples which is is called learning to touch and it's learning Mm. to touch with words learning to touch with breath and learning to touch with your hands and we're going to be doing it as a as a weekend retreat quite soon for couples. And it's so important, Janti. That. That's really
4: that takes you out of your is. genitals. It gives you options to expand essential yeah. yeah. sexual experience to all your yeah. body and essence. One it's of beautiful. the most yeah.
2: beautiful things is um some of the the ways that Shanti and I have developed to touch which are just mm. uh, another dimension. Thank you so much for sharing with us Stevie and Harsha. This has really been a beautiful conversation and it's something definitely to Come back to again and stevie for making the time from where you are and making it technically possible yeah sitting in the in so the clear. middle <laughs> of of gloucester is absolutely amazing
3: this is a first for me i have to say so thank you so much for uh, the invitation and it's been a wonderful experience and i hope anybody who's listening um you know has a place that maybe they can contact you to ask more questions yeah. and that they get the answers to the to yeah. what they yeah. need for and, and if people would like to,
2: to contact you stevie how do they do that
3: you could email me at uh, consciouscamp at gmail dot com. Conscious what?
2: Camp. C a m p. Yes,
3: C a m p. Consciouscamp at gmail dot com.
2: Wonderful. C a m p. C a m p. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you again. So I will be in Mozambique next week, swimming with Woo-hoo! the whales and dolphins on a beautiful retreat called Making Love with Life. And that is about how to live. (laughs) Stevie wants to come over. So get on We actually, there is somebody coming from England just for the retreat next week, which is absolutely awesome. Wow. They heard our, they heard our live orgasm show and it had Mm -hmm. such impact on her that she is coming to share with us next week, which is so incredibly wonderful. Um, Beautiful. It's amazing to be able to share this. So maybe one day you're going to join us on the beach in Mozambique, Stevie.
4: Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: Yes, we yes, yes. Like oh my we, god, yes.
2: And I really like <laughs> the idea of of us being there next year at this festival. It sounds just At awesome. Tantra Fest? Yes. You would be
3: most welcome, Junti. Really? Thank you. So yeah.
2: we will start working towards that.
3: Brilliant. Thank you very much.
2: And we wish you yeah. all so much pleasure.
3: This is cliffcentral.com.